Thank you for joining me for worship right now. We're going to look a little bit at our midweek Advent service at which Pastor Roger Kneprath from St. Luke's in Jackson was preaching. He was looking at heavenly messages from heavenly messengers to a message to Zechariah regarding John the Baptist. We're going to look a little bit at those verses ourselves tonight. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. I rejoice with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Like the shepherds, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our scripture reading for this first Wednesday in Advent is from Luke chapter 1, verses 5 to 38. Included in this reading is our sermon text for this service. I'll point that out to you when we get to it. It's actually the third paragraph in our bulletin if you have access to that. Reading does talk about the births of John the Baptist and Jesus being foretold. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were upright in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly. But they had no children because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well along in years. Once, when Zechariah's division was on duty, and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. And now we have our, our sermon text. Then, the Lord, then, then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from birth. Many of the people of Israel will he bring back to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Our, that's our text, and now our reading continues. 
Zechariah asked the Lord, How can I be sure of this? I am an old man, and my wife is well along in years. The angel answered, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. And we'll continue with a hymn, a hymn about John the Baptist. Hymn number 16, On Jordan's Bank the Baptist Cried. On Jordan's bank the Baptist cry announces that the Lord is nigh. Come then and listen, for he brings good news about the King of kings. Then cleansed be every life from sin and furnished for a guest within. And let us all our hearts prepare for Christ to come and enter there. We hail you as our Savior, Lord, our refuge and our great reward. Without your grace we waste away like flowers that wither and 
decay. Stretch forth your hand, our health restore, and lift us up to fall no more. Oh, make your face on us to shine, and fill the world with love divine. All praise to you, eternal Son, whose advent has our freedom won, whom with the Father we adore, and Holy Spirit evermore. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Amen. The word of God we want to consider this evening is that heavenly message from a heavenly messenger, that message from the angel Gabriel to Zechariah that I pointed out to you as I shared our scripture reading with you. Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, who are our strength and our salvation. Amen. My dear friends in Christ, when you think about the everyday drudgery routine of this life in in a sense, there truly are few special days, but if you think about it, one day that most people would consider to be a very special day is the birth of a child. That would make something that most people would consider a special day, and well, parents New parents, what oftentimes they'll end up doing is they'll send out birth announcements to let everybody know about their newborn baby. And, well, actually, what God does is something similar to that. He often would send out birth announcements, but he didn't send out your traditional Hallmark card or your computer-generated card. What he did on a number of occasions is he sent out a heavenly messenger with a heavenly message, a birth announcement. And what we're looking at tonight is one of those heavenly messages from a heavenly messenger. Heavenly message to Zechariah, the high priest, the priest Zechariah. Now, when we think about the Advent season, the whole thrust of the Advent season, of course, is to get us ready to celebrate the birth of our Savior, right? To think about his birth that took place more than 2,000 years ago. And to help us with that important, important task of celebrating the birth of our Savior, what God did is before Jesus came, he sent this personal messenger in the person of John the Baptist. And the importance of that forerunner, well, there was an angel that announced the birth of Jesus, and there was an angel that also announced this forerunner to let us know about his purpose and his goal in coming into this life, the purpose that God gave to him. Well, the 
forerunner had an angel announce his coming into the world too. And today we're looking at a heavenly message from a heavenly messenger to Zechariah. And we'll do well this Advent season to turn our attention to John the Baptist. John the Baptist, that forerunner, because he was a special child announced by an angel. And John the Baptist, he was special, well, to his parents. He was special to our Lord, and he's special to God's people. A priest named Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth, they were to be the proud parents of John the Baptist. Luke says they were upright in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly. And of course, that doesn't mean that they were sinless, but they were believers who were looking forward to the coming of the promised Messiah. They were upright people in the eyes of the people around them, but, but they weren't able to have children. And at the time of our reading, they were already considered way too old to have any children. When younger, obviously what they had done often is they had prayed to the Lord saying, please give us a child. But now they had given up hope. They were beyond the age of having children. But then this heavenly messenger came to Zechariah, appeared to him while he was serving as a priest in the temple. And the angel promised him a son, a son whom he was supposed to name John. And that name John, it means Jehovah is gracious. And well, really, the Lord was so gracious to them. And the first way, the main way in which he was gracious to them is that he had made them believing children of God. But then the way that you might have heard me say the way you may have understood it at first when I said God was gracious to them is the second thing. And that second thing is God enabled them finally to have the child that they so longed for. Unfortunately, though, Zechariah doubted what the angel had to say. And humanly speaking, it made sense for him to doubt, but this was a heavenly message from a heavenly messenger. And because of that, well, Zechariah should have believed that message. And because he doubted, well, the angel said that Zechariah would be unable to speak until after John was born. Well, when Elizabeth, when she became pregnant, she recognized what was going on here. She saw this as a miracle from God. And she said, oh, how thankful she was that the Lord had taken away her disgrace in not being able to have a child. Because remember, women back in those days who didn't have children, they were often looked down upon and judged to be terrible sinners who weren't able to have children because God was punishing them. But that is a judging that they shouldn't have done that we shouldn't be doing. Well, Elizabeth here, you can notice that she recognized something that it would be great if our world would recognize it today. 
children are not a nuisance that need to be aborted or that could be aborted. Children rather are a blessing from God, a special gift to be treasured. And it used to be the case in our world that when parents would be expecting a child and they tell their friends about the child, well, then what would happen is that their friends would all be thrilled about it. But now you know what often happens is that when somebody tells their friends that they're having a child, they'll, they'll be asked the question, well, did you want this? Was it an accident? Are you ready for this? And our world needs to remember that children are a blessing that God gives to marriages. Well, John the Baptist, he would be very, very special to his parents, but he'd also be very special to the Lord. The heavenly messenger Gabriel said, he will be great in the sight of the Lord. And that would be evident in a couple of different ways. Scripture tells us that John was filled with the Holy Spirit while he was still in the womb of his mother, Elizabeth, and he leaped for joy when he was in the presence of Mary, who was at that time pregnant with Jesus. And, and the Bible tells us that, well, he'd already been filled with the Holy Spirit. He'd been made a believing child of God before he was born. He was special to the Lord. Furthermore, he'd Never drink any liquor, not that having a drink is something that is wrong, but rather because he was a Nazarite, he was dedicated to the Lord, dedicated to serving the Lord, and dedicated to his job as a forerunner for the Lord, one who would prepare the way for Jesus and his ministry. He would prepare the way for the Lord. It says here, in the spirit and power of Elijah as the prophet Malachi had already foretold. John the Baptist, like Elijah, powerfully preached to the people and called them to repentance. Calling them to repentance, call, preaching the law to them so that they would recognize their sins and then announcing God's forgiveness through the Savior who was to come and, and do his work. John was definitely a unique individual. He was special to the Lord in that he prepared the way for Jesus, for God's Son. But John didn't do his work really for the Savior's benefit. He did his work to benefit us for sinners like us who need the Savior. And therefore, John is special to God's people, to you and to me. Gabriel, the angel Gabriel, the heavenly messenger, he emphasized the importance of John's work when he said, many, people, many of the people of Israel will he bring back to the Lord their God. He says, he will... Turn the hearts of the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. The Holy Spirit used John the Baptist to make people ready for the Lord through the twofold message that he proclaimed, the law and the gospel. 
He showed the people their sin and what they deserved because of their sin, and then he showed them the Savior. The message John preached in the wilderness, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Be sorry for your sins and know that you have forgiveness and eternal life because of the coming Savior. A heavenly message from a heavenly messenger to Zechariah that he and his wife Elizabeth would have a son, John the Baptist. And, well, when we think about John the Baptist, he wasn't an angel, but he also was a, a heavenly messenger who, who still speaks to us today with a heavenly message. And that message again, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. A message we are so blessed really to hear. Well, the first sight, saying we're sinners. We deserve God's wrath and punishment. But that message, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. It's also saying to you and to me who have sinned, who do deserve God's wrath and punishment, that because of Jesus, because the Savior came, we're forgiven and we're heirs of heaven. What a wonderful heavenly message. Amen. Let's confess our faith with the second article and its meaning. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. What does this mean? I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord. He has redeemed me, a lost and condemned creature, purchased and won me from all sins, from death and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death. All this he did that I should be his own and live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, just as he has risen from death and lives and rules eternally. This is most certainly true. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, through the angel Gabriel, a heavenly messenger, you gave the heavenly message John the Baptist would come to prepare the way for the Lord by giving us the heavenly message to repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Thank you for this heavenly message that not only shows us our sin, but encourages us to look to Jesus and know we're forgiven and heirs of heaven. We pray in Jesus' name, and in his name we join in praying. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen. Thank you for joining me as we looked at our first midweek Advent service again. The Lord bless and keep you always.